Hello, and thanks for joining us on our podcast. This podcast is presented to you by St. Matthew's Roman Catholic Church in the beautiful village of Voorheesville, New York. Each week, we'll let you listen to the Sunday Gospel reading and the homily. We hope that this podcast allows you to stay connected to St. Matthew's when you're not able to worship in person. If you want to join us in person, we worship at 5 p.m. on Saturday evenings and 9.30 in the morning on Sundays. We hope to see you soon. God bless. Dear friends, the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Some people told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with the blood of their sacrifices. Jesus said to them in reply, Do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, they were greater sinners than all other Galileans? By no means. But I tell you, if you do not repent, you will all perish as they did. Or those 18 people who were killed when the Tower of Siloam fell on them. Do you think they were more guilty than everyone else who lived in Jerusalem? By no means. But I tell you, if you do not repent, you will all perish as they did. And he told them this parable. There was once a person who had a fig tree planted in his orchard. And when he came in search of fruit on it, he found none. He said to the gardener, For three years now I have come in search of fruit on this fig tree and have found none. Cut it down. Why should it exhaust the soil? He said to him in reply, Sir, leave it for this year also, and I shall cultivate the ground around it and fertilize it. It may bear fruit in the future. If not, you can cut it down. The Gospel of the Lord. We have in our first reading an angel in flames in the burning bush. And it got Moses' attention because the bush wasn't being consumed. It was burning, but not being consumed. And so he approaches and As he gets a little bit closer, God says, don't come any closer. 
because the ground you're standing on is holy ground. Take off your sandals. And then he tells Moses, I have heard my people's cry, and I will go down and rescue them. And then there's a part where Moses has to ask God, what, what is your name? What will I tell them? I am who I am. And God did exactly what he said he would. He went down and he rescued those people. Brought them out of bondage. But they still weren't happy. And so in our second reading today, we have a warning. If you think you're standing secure, maybe you should think again. And then we have that, those terrible words of Jesus in the gospel. If you don't repent, you'll all perish. The same as those people who had their blood mixed in with the Jewish sacrifices. The same as those 18 people who had that Tower of Siloam fall down on them and be killed. You'll perish just like they did if you don't repent. Now what I'd like to get into a little bit here is what do we mean by repent and how do we get there? And the first thing is, I'm going to give you a warning now. Everybody's given warnings here, and I'm going to take my turn. Don't, with a capital D, don't reflect, dwell on, and concentrate on all of the wrong that you've done. Capital D-O-N-T. I know what you're thinking. Deacon Bill, you just take the whole season of Lent and you threw it out the window. No, I didn't. That type of repent is what I call negative repentance. But what I want to show you today is what I call positive repentance. You don't go looking at all the wrong you've done. You go looking at your entire life. The good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> Nobody named uh, Clint here? Or Eastwood? Nobody? Okay, so I got away with that one. But you want to look at all of the good things that you have done. The good things that God has done for you. And the good things that God has given you. If you focus that way, you will come to a realization that the good far outweighs the bad. And that's the realization you want to come to in Lent. The good far 
outweighs the bad. And, and if you continue in that vein, you will come to a realization of Jesus' presence in your life. And that's really something that you would like to attain. That every minute of every moment of every day, you realize God's presence in your life. Going back to that first reading, that angel burning in that bush, that was a miracle. And as God came down to rescue his people, he performed one miracle after another so that those people would know who he was. Now I have to ask the question, how come he's not doing miracles for us? The answer is, he is. Maybe we don't see it. Maybe we don't realize it. Maybe it's not big enough for us. I just want to share with you now some of the miracles that have happened in my own life. One of them is a great big miracle. The other one is a little tiny thing that I probably, no, I didn't even recognize it until I started preparing for this homily. The big miracle is I have a friend his name is Father Michael Driscoll. We were in the seminary together for nine years. And after I left, I stayed in touch with all of my friends there. And even until today, we are good friends. Father Michael operates out of a parish in Boca Raton, Florida. Boy, do I envy him sometimes. <laughs> Well, this part I don't envy. He discovered one day that he had cancer. It was a melanoma that affected from the top of his head and spread all the way down the side of his face and into his shoulder. He had surgery at Massachusetts General Hospital that lasted 11 hours. And when he came out of it, the doctor said, right now you are cancer free, but, 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 this cancer always, always returns within five years. Now another Carmelite priest that lived in the Second World War Father Titus Bransma, he ran a local Catholic newspaper in the Netherlands, and he would not give in to all of the propaganda that the Nazis wanted him, ordered him to publish in his newspaper. He refused to do it, and when he was on the pulpit, he denounced the Nazis for what they really were. And so he ended up in prison. And he was sent to Dachau, where he was killed by a lethal injection. Currently, uh, Titus is a blessed 
blessed Titus Brandsman. But Father Michael's miracle, because when it was five years, because this, this miracle was done at the intercession of blessed Titus. Father Michael was a pastor in a parish of St. Jude. He was also the diocesan liturgist, and so he was well-known, well-respected, and well-loved throughout the whole diocese. And so when the bishop found out how ill he was, he started the entire diocese praying to blessed Titus for a miracle. And so after five years, the Vatican said, too early. They said it'll come back in five years, okay, so it didn't, but it'll be back, you'll, you'll wait. So they waited another five years and went back to the Vatican and had that miracle approved. And it is the miracle that is used now to elevate blessed Titus to a saint on March 25th of this year. It really is my privilege to be associated with Father Mike and the Carmelites and to understand and follow that process of becoming a saint. That was the big one, the big miracle. There's a little one too. I always have plants and the plants are in the back porch which is not a heated room. So during the winter, I had a gas heater installed so that the plants would stay warm. Now, my wife doesn't call it the back porch anymore. She, she calls it the forest. I have a lot of plants in there. Some of them, you know, they get pretty big. But there was this one plant which I will call um, now I forget the name, oh, an umbrella tree, umbrella bush. We had that bush when we were in Long Island. We moved here in 1992. So we had it for about 10 years there and another 20 years here. And I've been here for 27 years or going on 28. One night in the dark of winter, that heater failed and the cold killed almost every plant that I had. And with great sadness, I started throwing out the plants. But there was one plant that was in uh, a pot that was so big and so heavy, I couldn't pick it up. So I'll have to wait now and I get somebody to help me. Well, the dead plant stood in my dining room corner with no sunlight, no water, nothing, absolutely no care at all. And one day my daughter notices, hey dad, look, look at this little green sprout that's coming up out of this plant. Now it's back to a full blown bush the way it was when we were on Long Island. Now that, that's a small miracle, which I, I didn't even recognize it as a miracle. 
until I started preparing for this homily. And that's a pretty long time not to recognize something. But that's the thing I want to point out. Miracles are happening in our lives. They are. I want everybody to see them. I want anybody, everybody to acknowledge what they are so that during this Lent, we can get closer to God. Remember now, this is positive repentance where we don't even think anymore about the things that we, did, that we did wrong. And there's no room now to do anything wrong because we're so involved in doing good. That's how we do Lent.